Section 68 of A Book of American Explorers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson. Book 14, Part 2, Miles Standish at Cape Cod. Some of our people, impatient of delay, desired for a better furtherance to travel by land into the country, which was not without appearance of danger, not having the shallop with them, nor means to carry provision but on their backs, to see whether it might be fit for us to seat in or no, and the rather because we sailed into the harbor there seemed to be a river opening itself into the mainland. The willingness of the persons was liked, but the thing itself in regard to the danger was rather permitted than approved and so with cautions directions and instructions sixteen men were set out with every man his musket sword and corslet under the conduct of captain miles standish unto whom was adjoined for counsel the advice of william bradford stephen hopkins and edward tilly wednesday the fifteenth of november they were set ashore and when they had ordered themselves in the order of a single file and marched about the space of a mile by the sea they espied five or six people with a dog coming towards them who were savages who when they saw them ran into the wood and whistled the dog after them etc first they supposed them to be master jones the master and some of his men for they were ashore and knew of their coming but after they knew them to be indians they marched after them into the woods, lest other of the Indians should lie in ambush. But when the Indians saw our men following them, they ran away with might and main, and our men turned out of the wood after them, for it was the way they intended to go, but they could not come near them. They followed them that night about ten miles by trace of their footings, and saw how they had come the same way they went, and at a turning perceived how they ran up a hill to see whether they followed them at length night came upon them and they were constrained to take up their lodging so they set forth three sentinels and the rest some kindled a fire and others fetched wood and there held our rendezvous that night in the morning as soon as we could see the trace we proceeded our journey and had the track until we had compassed the head of a long creek and there they took into another wood and we after them supposing to find some of their dwellings but we marched through boughs and bushes and under hills and valleys which tore our very armor in pieces and yet could meet with none of them nor their houses nor find any fresh water which we greatly desired and stood in need of for we brought neither beer nor water with us and our victuals was only biscuit and holland cheese and a little bottle of aquaviti so as we were sore of thirst about ten o'clock we came into a deep valley full of brush wood-gale and long grass through which we found little paths or tracks and there we saw a deer and found springs of fresh water of which we were heartily glad and set us down and drunk our first new england water with as much delight as ever we drunk drink in all our lives when we had refreshed ourselves we directed our course full south that we might come to the shore which within a short while after we did and there made a fire that they in the ship might see where we were as we had direction and so marched on towards this supposed river 
and as we went in another valley we found a fine clear pond of fresh water being about a musket shot broad and twice as long there grew also many small vines and fowl and deer haunted there there grew much sassafras from thence we went on and found much plain ground about fifty acres fit for the plough and some signs where the indians had formerly planted their corn after this some thought it best for nearness of the river to go down and travel on the sea sands by which means some of our men were tired and lagged behind so we stayed and gathered them up and struck into the land again where we found a little path to certain heaps of sand one whereof was covered with old mats and had a wooden thing like a mortar whelmed on the top of it and an earthen pot laid in the little hole at the end thereof we musing what it might be digged and found a bow and as we thought arrows but they were rotten we supposed there were many other things but because we deemed them graves we put in the bow again and made it up as it was and left the rest untouched because we thought it would be odious unto them to ransack their sepulchres we went on farther and found new stubble of which had gotten corn this year and many walnut trees full of nuts and great store of strawberries and some vines passing thus a field or two which were not great we came to another which had also been new gotten and there we found where a house had been and four or five old planks laid together also we found a great kettle which had been some ship's kettle and brought out of europe there was also a heap of sand made like the former but it was newly done we might see how they had paddled it with their hands which we digged up and in it we found a little old basket full of fair indian corn we digged farther and found a fine great new basket full of very fair corn of this year with some six and thirty goodly ears of corn some yellow and some red and others mixed with blue which was a very goodly sight the basket was round and narrow at the top it held about three or four bushels which was as much as two of us could lift up from the ground and was very handsomely and cunningly made but whilst we were busy about all these things we set our men sentinel in a round ring all but two or three which digged up the corn we were in suspense what to do with it and the kettle and at length after much consultation we concluded to take the kettle and as much of the corn as we could carry away with us and when our shallop came if we could find any of the people and come to parley with them we would give them the kettle again and satisfy them for their corn so we took all the ears and put a good deal of the loose corn in the kettle for two men to bring away on a staff besides they that could put any into their pockets filled the same and the rest we buried again for we were so laden with armor that we could carry no more not far from this place we found the remainder of an old fort or palisado which as we conceived had been made by some christians this was also hard by the place which we thought had been a river unto which we went and found it so to be dividing itself into two arms by a high bank standing right by the cut or mouth which came from the sea that which was next unto us was the less the other arm was more than twice as big and not unlike to be a harbour for ships but whether it be fresh river or only an indraught to the sea we had no time to discover for we had commandment to be out but two days here also we saw two canoes 
the one on the one side the other on the other side we could not believe it was a canoe till we came near it so we returned leaving the further discovery hereof to our shallop and came that night back again to the fresh-water pond and there we made our rendezvous that night making a great fire and a barricade to windward of us and kept good watch with three sentinels all night every one standing when his turn came while five or six inches of match was burning it proved a very rainy night in the morning we took our kettle and sunk it into the pond and trimmed our muskets for few of them would go off because of the wet and so coasted the wood again to come home in which we were shrewdly puzzled and lost our way as we wandered we came to a tree where a young spit was bowed down over a bow and some acorns strewed underneath stephen hopkins said it had been to catch some deer so as we were looking at it william bradford being in the rear when he came looked also upon it and as he went about it gave a sudden jerk up and he was immediately caught by the leg it was a very pretty device made with a rope of their own making and having a noose as artificially made as any roper in england can make and as like ours as can be which we brought away with us in the end we got out of the wood and were fallen about a mile too high above the creek where we saw three bucks but we had rather have had one of them we also did spring three couple of partridges and as we came along by the creek we saw great flocks of wild geese and ducks but they were very fearful of us so we marched some while in the woods some while on the sands and other while in the water up to the knees till at length we came near the ship and then we shot off our pieces and the longboat came to fetch us master jones and master carver being on the shore with many of our people came to meet us and thus we came both weary and welcome home and delivered in our corn into the store to be kept for seed for we knew not how to come by any and therefore were very glad purposing as soon as we could meet with any of the inhabitants of that place to make them large satisfaction this was our first discovery whilst our shallop was in repairing. End of section 68